0: Blog Talk Radio. In his presence to hear and understand what God is saying to us in these days Because his day of coming is near And he wants us to be prepared for that coming And in our preparation there must be a clear understanding of repentance And living the life before God of holiness We thank you for joining Destiny Talk today As we go into prayer first and then into the lesson Father, we thank you right now We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor We thank you, God, for the strength that you've given us on this day To complete the task of the day We thank you, God, for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding And your increasing power in our lives As we go throughout our day, God With things happening, with things going on, God But we we desire to see you more clearly We desire to be more empowered We desire, oh God, to be closer To you and to dwell in your presence. So, Father, we come today seeking you, O God, understanding, God, that you are a righteous God. And that you are the God of our salvation So God we come before you today God Asking for more of you O oh God And less of ourselves God Because we know you are faithful and just And you will forgive us of our sins O oh God And you will purify us when we present ourselves before you In a very humble way Father, we ask that you just clothe us with your blood. You clothe us with your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding of who you are and where you want us to go. We thank you, O God, because we're not anxious for anything, O God. But through prayer and supplication, we are going to seek your face, O God. We're going to seek your spirit, your presence, O God. In anything that you show us concerning ourselves, God, we are going to ask for repentance, and we are going to allow you to purge those things from us today, O God. We just give you all the praise and all the glory, O oh God. We bind every demonic activity that is working against us, O oh God. Father, we pray against those spirits right now in the name of Jesus, and we bind them up right now, O oh God. And they have to flee, O oh God, because we are resisting them, God. There's no fear, O oh God, because we trust you, God. So whatever they're trying to do, O oh God, we pull the word of God out. And we stand on that word God And we know that every day when we pray And we seek your face and we read your word And learn of you oh God It gives us more power to fight the enemy It gives us more power for him to flee From whatever he's trying to do in our life of destruction God we just thank you because we know we are overcomers through you And we give you you all the praise Well, today we're going to be going into Joel, and we're going to be looking at the destruction that came, the plague that came before God began to pour out His Spirit among all flesh. We're going to be looking at Joel for God to just begin to minister to us accordingly. The Bible says, in Joel 1, an invasion of locusts came. And it says, hear these you, you, you elders, listen all who live in the land. Has anything like this ever happened in your days or in the days of your forefathers? Tell it to your children and let your children tell it to their children. And then we go down a little bit further and we, we begin to see how God is describing what's to come. But then when we get to verse 13, we see that he's calling us into Repentance. And he says, put on the sackcloth, O priest, and mourn wail you with uh, ministers before the altar. And he says, call a, a scattered assembly, summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God, and cry out to the Lord. Now God is letting us know that even in this day and time, we need to cry out to him for the things that are going on in our life. For the things that we see that we know are not right or that is showing us that that time of um, judgment is coming, whether it be a judgment in our personal lives or judgment upon the world. But today we're going to deal with the judgment in our own lives because individually we need to be ready for the day of the Lord and we need to be prepared for that day. Individually because the Bible lets us know to work out your own soul's salvation And then you can begin to branch out and pray for others And your prayers will be effective when you do that But we need to clean the house inside of us first And present ourselves to God And then he can begin to show us supernatural things But we can't seem to understand why we can't get into that supernatural realm But God is showing us that we need to repent and be purged from some things So in chapter 2 it lets us know to blow the trumpet of Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill, let all who live in the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming, it is close at hand. We see what's going on in the world. We see that things are deteriorating around us. The guarantees that we used to have, we don't have those guarantees anymore. The promises that used to be there, no one can make those promises anymore. So now we have to go back and cry out to God. Just as Israel, when they were trying to leave Egypt, had to cry out to God. They didn't have a refuge or any person that they could depend on. So they said, Let's go crying out to God. And God came back and said to Moses, I've heard the crying of my people. So God is saying to us right now, the time is drawing near. I need my people prepared. I'm hearing their cry. I'm hearing their mourning, and I'm sending those out to minister to them. But first they have to repent of what they are doing. They have to acknowledge who they are and what they need to do. So God is letting us know that that time is coming near. And who will escape that day? None of us will escape the day of the Lord's coming. And the Lord lets us know that there will be locusts that will be coming and that we need to, to, they're going to just devour things and they're just going to, um, everything is going to just die. And we are wondering, okay, what does that mean if it means it's in the last days? Do we look in the sky for those locusts? Do we, you know, what are we supposed to do? Well, the way to get that answer is to purge yourself. And God will begin to have a more intimate relationship with you. And he will answer those questions. But as long as we're looking for it on the outward, we'll never see it. God used Joel to call people into repentance, and he's telling us that we've got to focus because he wants to restore us. He wants to bless us. He wants the world to see that he is our God, but he can't do that until we face ourselves. So if we want God to pour those blessings out, then we need to come before him Crying out to him That plague of locusts had invaded the land Destroying the plant life Destroying the path And when you deal with a plague You know there's a warning coming That came to let you know Before the plague came So Joel saw that and he said Oh this is a warning from God I need to get the people together And we need to go before God In prayer that this judgment It does not Come as serious as it really Could there's so many warnings that God give us in our lives There's so many things that he'll let us Know this is not the path that you Need to be on and it May be the easier path But it may it's not God's Path and the handwriting is On the wall don't miss the handwriting That he places on the wall for you Whether it be through a dream a prophecy or Whatever but God has spelled it out For you by discomfort or whatever this is not the plan that I have for you. And you may say, well, God, I really need to do it this way. But God's, through God's obedience, through our obedience to God, the provision is going to be there. But we have to walk and connect with God by faith. God wants to respond to us in our sin with the pity and understanding, and the blood of Jesus covers us. So it's guaranteed that when we repent, God will warm us with a hug and he'll welcome us And then we can begin to move forward in him He will deliver us from any plague that may come upon us because of sin Because after the locust there was going to be restoration after repentance And the people would once again come to him He would restore them And there would be plenty for everyone And God wants us back to that place but there are steps that have to be followed. Then he, once he restores us, then he will pour out his spirit. So we have steps that need to be followed before we get to the pouring out part. We always want that pouring out part because we know it's the last days. But can we follow the steps that God has? He said, first call that assembly together. Consecrate my people and let them fast. Tell them there has to be fasting and praying and crying out to me through repentance. Once that is done... Then the restoration comes I will restore the land I will restore you I will restore your children Your family My covenant will be restored with you And then You have a relationship with me. Then you build on that relationship with God. And then comes the outpouring of the Spirit. Because now you dwell in the Spirit realm. You trust Him in the Spirit realm. You see Him in the Spirit realm. And you know Him in the Spirit realm. But without going through those steps, we can't just skip over and get to that outpouring. Because the sin is what hinders the outpouring. The sin is what hinders the restoration. So we have to take these things step by step, and we have to do it in a process. So when we begin to repent to God, we have to take it daily because he will begin to show us where we lack at. He will begin to show us what's hindering us from moving to that next level with him. And once he shows those things to us and he'll show us the fear that we may have or the pride or, or or whatever it is, he'll say this is what needs to go out of your life because it's hindering you from your relationship with me. And once we allow that to go away, then we go to the next step. We'll see the restoration begin to come. We'll see God begin to move in our lives, and people will begin to see that the God that you serve is with you. And then after that, the outpouring of the Spirit, the anointing will flow, the prophetic will flow. Anything that God has promised in your life or your destiny, he is making a covenant with us that he will restore and he will pour out his Spirit. But we have to follow those steps and we have to listen to God. So he told Joel to call an assembly together, consecrate the people, and have them to fast. Have we fasted recently for God to show us? ourselves. Have we fasted recently to say, God, I want to be empty? Because we know when we fast, it's like things begin to come more clearer to us. We begin to see heavenly more clear when we fast. It's when we think on our own that we begin to mess up. We try to see heaven with our earthly eyes. We try to see heaven with our own understanding. And God is saying in this day and time We must possess power from on heaven. And the only way to get that power is through repentance, restoration, and the outpouring of the spirit of God. But we have to allow God to do those things to us. We can't do them ourselves. We can't get in the prayer line and get laid hands on and immediately these things begin to happen. God will show you heaven when you have a relationship with him. Not a good relationship with man So understand the steps that need to be followed Prayer and worship must continue In order for God to be present in our lives We have to constantly talk with him We have to constantly um, read his word His word is what lets us know who he is His word is life When you begin to get sick and you quote those scriptures and you quote them until they are reality to you, nothing will stop you. And you just keep meditating on it when that pain hits you and you begin to say, by his stripes I'm healed. And you begin to rebuke the devil and tell him that he has to flee because the blood of Jesus has healed you. And you say that to the devil every day. And when you lie in in your bed and death spirit begin to come, you can rebuke that death spirit and say, oh, no, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus and I will not die, but I will live. And when you hold on to those words, God will come in in the supernatural and restore what the locust has eaten. He will restore all that has died. He will restore all that has been devoured by the enemy. Because now you focus on his realm. You focus on his supernatural, and now that you're connected to that supernatural world, you, can, you, you know you can do all things through Christ. You know that God can do the impossible. Nobody has to tell you because you have that relationship. When you, when you have a relationship with God, you know the truth. And the truth has set you free from any bondage that anyone wants to put on you, any bondage that the devil wants to put on you. You know the truth. And you know that God can do all things, and he will do the impossible for us. And our covenant relationship with him guarantees that God will do all things. So when he calls us into repentance in these last days, and he say to us, is not enough anymore to just hear a good cliche or just hear a good something that motivates you. He said, I need my people to have a relationship with me that will cause heaven to come down and fight for them. And in the supernatural, all will see that this truly is God when he's in your life like that. God is calling for supernatural powers to be exposed in this day. But there has to be repentance in our lives. There has to be a relationship in our lives. And I know that God has revealed this to more than just me, that he will cover us when those locusts come. He will cover us when the devastation comes because his blood is our covenant. And we are promised the covering. But we have to have that true relationship with him. And you say, well, what must I repent of? What what am I doing? You go before your father. And you say, Lord, what is hindering my relationship with you? What is hindering me, God, from moving forward? And he will answer you. What is hindering me? That's all you have to say. God doesn't need an eloquent prayer. He doesn't need us to write stuff down to him. He needs a conversation with us. He needs communication with us. He's God. Before things happen, he already know. We're surprised, but he's not. So when we go before him, God, reveal to me in the spirit realm what's hindering my life reveal to me god where i am lacking he may show you in a dream he may show you in other ways however you and god communicate with each other and once he begins to reveal those things to you and he exposes those things where the devil is at where he's holding this and and where he's delaying that Then you can begin to pray in those areas and fast that your flesh may become weak and your spirit man may become strong. That God can begin to reveal heaven to you because we all want to see heaven, the spiritual things of heaven. And the only way to do that is the spirit man has to grow and the flesh has to decrease. How do we do that? We do that by denying the flesh its desires. We can't give the flesh what it wants. And try to be in the heavenlies with God Listen to what God is saying Call an assembly, consecrate my people with fasting and praying He means with true fasting and praying Not just for show And once we return to him and seek his face He said, then will he come He will come then Because he will know that we're honest with what we're doing And he will search our hearts to make sure that we are on the right path with him. What is it that you need from God? What's hindering your life today? Is there something that's eating up your life and you don't know why? Is it something that's hindering what you're doing and you don't see it? You will not see it in the the natural. You can only see it in the spirit realm. How do you see it in the spirit realm? I'm not a prophet. I'm not a minister. You go to God with what you have. God, I don't have a title. I don't have all that extra stuff. I don't have nobody to call to tell me, God. So I'm coming to you myself, and I'm asking you, God, you to reveal to your servant what it is in my life that's holding my destiny, what it is in my life, oh, God, because I've prayed and I've covered myself with the blood, and I've covered my home with the blood, but there's still something, God, that's there, that I can't see, and he will say to you, this is what it is. And it will be something that you haven't even thought of because the enemy hides your stuff. He hides it to where you'll never think to pray in that area. But God knows where to pray. God knows where the enemy has your stuff. And then God will say, this is where it is, and this is what you need to pray And you begin to pray in that area, and God will begin to set you free from that. He will begin to break that thing that the enemy has over you. We have to know bitterness and anger and strife and all that stuff only gives the enemy enough opportunity to hold stuff from you. Any sin, we we strive for perfection, but we repent And we know that we're covered by the blood and that God has forgiven us. But there are certain things in our lives that we may allow to happen and God wants us to bring those things to the forefront. When we call upon the name of the Lord in worship and we depend on him, we can't just call him and then we try to act like a detective and solve it ourselves. When we enter into the day and we're faced with a dilemma, We're so accustomed to figuring out the answer ourselves, and God is saying, as you grow, I want you to wait for me. And that's hard to do when your flesh is stronger than your spirit, man. But when you reverse that and you let your spirit be stronger than your flesh, for you to wait on God for that day doesn't bother you because you've learned how to trust him. If God provided food for you on Monday... Don't you know he'll do it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? If God gave you money for gas on Monday, don't you know he got seven other days he's going to fill the gas tank with? But that requires trust in the blood of Jesus. That requires prayer and communication with God. God, you know, I thank you for the day, but tomorrow is coming, and you told me not to worry about it because you'll take care of tomorrow, and you said, I. Give me this day my daily bread. So, God, we're in Monday, and I need my daily bread. And he'll say, okay, you've just quoted my word. you quoted my promise. And today I shall fulfill the promises of today. Then you wake up tomorrow, Lord, my daily bread. That's what I need today. And then he'll begin to map out the next day and the next day. And you'll begin to realize that trusting in God is better than trusting in your own mind. Because God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't. So when God begins to reveal to you in your sleep, tomorrow this is what's going to happen. Tomorrow this is what I need you to do. You have so much confidence in your Lord and Savior, and you begin to have a relationship with him that no other man may have. They may look at you and say, oh, you're trying to be too super spiritual or whatever. Stay focused. Don't let them discourage you and say, okay, maybe I need to calm it down a little bit. If you need your daily provisions from God, if you need a communication from God, don't let nobody take that away from you. Don't let nobody discourage you from that because then you go backwards instead of forward. People, let them live their own lives. You live your life through Christ, and God will definitely manifest himself in you and through you, and the supernatural powers will begin to flow through you. God will just begin to pour himself out against all your enemies against every demon that's trying to come against you from past present future whatever you don't have to worry about it as he show you where they're at you just begin to pray that's all he want us to do is pray he said when you pray and believe I will do it so He's letting us know, hey, this is very simple if you just listen. I know it's hard to the flesh because the flesh wants to do what it wants to do. But the Bible lets us know that we trust in Him, the author and the finisher of our faith. We got it made. So the Bible lets us know He said to rent your heart. Return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. He said, not your garments. I don't need your garments. But I need a sincere heart. Do we have a sincere heart towards God? Are we tired of going through what we're t- we going through? Are we tired of our lives looking the way it is when we gather with family? We feel like we're the least of them. We feel like, why can't my life be like that? Or whatever you're feeling when you're around coworkers or, you know, your children looking at you like, Ma or Dad, when is it going to get better for us? Read your heart and be sincere before God. Go cry out to God. And say, God, look at how I'm being represented. Look at how the world is viewing me, God. What's going on with my life? Why is it like this? Now, we know that the last shall be first, but God right now is what we're talking about. I need an answer today. I still trust you in the future, but can you show me my life today? What's going on? And God is so faithful. He will tell you exactly where everything is at in your life right now. He can tell you where the job is at, where the wife or husband is at, where the next car is at. He is so faithful, but we have to get to that point of trusting him. God wants us to trust him. He's All that he's asking us to do is return to him. Just repent and return to him. He said, just return to me and trust me. And I promise you, my covenant is true. He didn't renege on his promise to David, the covenant with David, Abraham. He he didn't turn away from any of his covenants. His covenants are everlasting. So what are we really afraid of? We're afraid of us turning away from him more than him turning away from us. The Bible lets us know, If My people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. These are steps once again. <laughs> you can't jump to the last one without going through the process of the first steps. You know, and and we want to go ahead and and go through this, but no. He said, "Shall humble themselves. Humble yourself. Go cry out to God one night when everybody's asleep. God and just cry. Even if you don't have no words to say because you're so frustrated. Just cry." Because he's reading your heart even through your tears. He's like, Finally they're coming to me instead of trying to handle it themselves. They've run out of themselves so now they have to come to me. And just sit there and cry. Until you just you just finish crying, get it over with. Now you can begin to pray to God in the right mind frame because now you you're just empty. You you don't have nothing left. Everything you've ever thought to do is exhausted. Everything you wanted to do is gone This world has changed There's nothing that's the same anymore You used to be able to just walk out the door and go find a job If you didn't like that job, you just go get another one That ain't how it is anymore You are so appreciative of the job that you have That you ain't about to quit And you're going to beg them not to fire you But God is saying, I'm not like that I've not changed I'm still the same God So God, I'm I'm at my end I don't have anything else to do I'm sending my kids to school with whatever I have, and I'm bringing them home with whatever I have. God, I'm coming before you now. You told me to come, knock, and you will answer, so I'm here, God. I'm seeking your face. That's the first step of that. Then he said, Turn from your wicked ways. God, show me. Who am I? That you're not pleased with me, that I need to work things out with you. Tell me, God, what's hindering my life? Because there has to be a hindrance somewhere. In order for things to not be the way that they're supposed to be, the blessings are supposed to flow. God, why the blessings aren't flowing? What's going on in my life? He says, Turn from the wicked ways. So once He revealed to you what that is, let's go. Let's let's correct those things. Whatever time it's going to take, He says, Then will I hear from heaven? Forgive your sins. The repentance, bring on the forgiveness. The blood of Jesus covers us. We are assured forgiveness, and we thank God for that because we can go before God and say, God, see the blood of your son upon me right now and have mercy on me, oh God. Lord, I can't come before your throne of my own But if you see the blood of Jesus on me, have mercy on me, O God, as I present my petition before you, God. As I present my worries and troubles upon you, O God, see the blood of your son over my life, God, that you will forgive me for whatever I've done. And then he said, I will heal your land because you come truthfully. You've come to him open, you've come to him sincere, and you've come willing to give up your sins for him because he gave up so much for us. He says, then I will heal your land. So now we go from a curse to a blessing all in one because God wants to transform us into a blessing. He doesn't want our lives cursed. He doesn't want our lives stagnated. He doesn't. Want, he hasn't decreed anything on us unless he actually revealed to you that he's decreed this punishment. But God is saying, I'm the God that blesses you. And the devil, the enemy, is the one that holds your blessings. So you have to go to God to see what the devil is doing. You can't figure it out for yourself. You're not in the spirit realm. So you have, in order to see what the enemy is doing in your life to hinder, you have to go to God. So guess what? Repent. Humble yourselves. Pray. Fast. Seek his face. It doesn't have to be anything serious. If you're crying every night at home, that's fine with God. He's not in a rush. He's not trying to get you to move it along and say, okay, okay, stop the crying. You know how we in church or whatever, you're crying all the time, people will be like, oh, why is she always crying? But God doesn't do that. He don't care how often you cry when you come to him Because he knows you're being broken He knows that things are are coming to life at that point for you Because you're realizing that something is just not right And you're crying out to him saying In your spirit saying, God, something is just not right I need your spirit I need I need some type of communication here, God I can't do this anymore and he said, then I'll heal your land." The same thing he said in Joel. You follow these steps, I'm going to restore you. You will once again be my people, and the blessings will begin to flow. We go from curse to blessing, curse to blessing. What do we want in our life? What are we going to allow to to continue to hinder us? You know, we can't cry at night because we don't really have any answers. When we cry at night without seeking God, we still wake up crying. Because we have no answers We just we just release a little bit of stress But when you cry to God <laughs> you coming up with some answers When you cry to God and you humble yourselves God is going to say, okay, you're serious You are broken before me And you're tired of whatever it is you're going through And I'm going to heal you I'm going to take care of you Because now you see you can't do it without me anyway. You can't get your boss to do it, your children to do it. Whatever is in your life is not going to work. You can borrow money and it will be gone the same day. The next day you're still going to need some more. And he's saying, but if you trust me, it will continue to grow every day. You'll find yourself paying less for groceries. You'll find yourself having money left over in the bank. Why? Because you trust me now. Because you're seeking my face now it has nothing to do with the world around you it has everything to do with the supernatural world that's hidden from us we got to tap into the supernatural we got to repent and allow god to show himself to us he is not that he's hiding from us it's not that we got to go on a scavenger hunt we just got to fall down on our knees and humble ourselves before him that's it and live according to his will just live according to his will meditate on his word day and night And and he will reveal to us anything that needs to be done. The day of the Lord is near. He may already be in our lives and, and telling us what we need to do. That's your day of the Lord. But there's a big day of the Lord coming. But today we're only talking about the day of the Lord that needs to come in your life today. That day is now. No more procrastination. No more trying to be a detective and figure it out for yourself. You can't figure it out. The enemy know his time is near. So he's hiding information from you now that your prayers have to grow stronger to get to that information he's hiding. Whatever it is, he's hindering from your life. You remember when Daniel was praying and he went on that fast and the angel Gabriel came and told him, I would have come a long time sooner. But, so even that will let us know we got to continue in prayer because what is hidden needs to be revealed the bible lets us know that when you call unto me i will show you things that you do not know that's the spirit realm that's not in the natural he can show you things in the spirit realm and they manifest to the natural but we first got to get to that point how do we get to that point humble ourselves pray seek his face turn from our wicked ways And the tears that we have will now be tears of joy and not tears of defeat. We should be tired of being defeated, tired of not having answers, tired of not being able to be blessed. We go and we hear a good word, but nothing changes. So God is saying the day of the Lord is now. You want the supernatural powers? Let's go. You want to hear from heaven? Let's go. Get into that word fast and pray. If you want to stop the tears of defeat and have them to be tears of joy, you have got to change, not the people around you. You have got to commit a covenant unto God and sign the decree saying, God, I'm committed to you. And I want to know all the heavenly information that I need to know, that you are going to reveal to me. And and nothing he will hide from us He said I will show you things That you do not know He's the only one that can do that No one else Even a prophecy is told in part But God said I'll show you things that you don't know He's going to show you the whole thing And if it's in part The Holy Spirit will reveal the rest to you So it's still not a secret But a prophecy can only come in part because they can only reveal what God has minimally showed them, because God wants you to come to him and minister to him so that he can show you the rest of that prophecy. So what are we going to do today? We are going to stand on the word of God. What are we going to do today? We are going to meditate on the word of God night and day. And we are going to take our time, not be anxious for anything, because we want to cross over from a curse to a blessing. Our lives must be blessed We must tell the enemy every day My life is blessed And I'm going to find out how Because every day you have to quote the word of God Whatever you're going through If it's poverty, if it's lack, if it's jobless, if it's sickness By his stripes I'm healed Oh, but then here comes that pain (laughs) And you say, nope, devil, by his stripes I'm healed by the blood of Jesus You have to go right now I cast you out in the name of Jesus And immediately the pain will go. Or it may take a little bit of time, but I guarantee you it's got to go. Lord, I may not have the money right now, but I know you are faithful and you will make a way because you're going to supply my daily bread. And you continue to change that negative to a positive through your own confessions because your testimony is when you overcome No matter how bad it looks, don't look at the outside. I know people say that all the time, but you have to get to that point where you confess yourself your own prophecy. You confess yourself the next step that you have to take. Even if you're standing there crying in tears in the kitchen with just some rice and beans, you say, Lord, thank you for feeding my family tonight. And the devil gets defeated because he wanted you to complain. He wanted you to call people and say, oh, Lord, I only got beans and rice. But God is saying your faithfulness is your reward. Your faithfulness to his word is your reward. You don't have to broadcast anything but tell it to Jesus, and he will turn it around for you. The devil can only flee when we resist him, not join in with him. Yep, it is bad Yep, I need this No, you don't need anything Because God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory So you say, God, I thank you for the unseen I thank you, God, for the unseen provisions But I know they're coming And God can begin to work because you're working with him Your your testimonies, your words are saying, God, I know you're able Because we need to understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against every principality, powers against the rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So guess what? That tells us right there, once again, it's spiritual. So if a person in your flesh does something to you, turn it to Jesus in the spirit realm and say, God, you see this person, that's between you and him. I'm just going to continue on in you. And let God deal with that And you're trusting him to deal with that And he'll show you That I'm going to take care of you So we have to trust God And believe what God is saying So as we continue on We know that the locusts Begin to devour everything That was there We know that um, Things weren't the way that, That they should have been But God is saying That he is here to restore. He's here to replenish. He's here to give us what we need. So we thank God for everything that we have. We have to pray with understanding, death, regularity, and results. Our prayers should always produce results for us. Our prayers are designed, designed to fellowship with God. Prayer. Is a very important thing for our lives It defeats the enemy It changes our course of life It changes our communication with God Because as we get to know him and talk to him God will begin to reveal himself to us more and more And now we're dwelling more in the supernatural than in the natural So whatever we're going through Whatever is going on in our lives God is letting us know That he is going to take care of it for us he is the God of our salvation. So we want to go from curse to blessings. We want God to just acknowledge the fact that we're coming before him humbly and that his blood of his son is um, is covering us. So we just want to do a simple prayer. Well, not a simple prayer, but a blessed prayer before the Lord to let him know that we're serious about what we're going to be doing. We're serious about um, the outpouring of his spirit. We want it. And we know that he wants to give it to us, so we want to pray that God would release himself to us. And the prayer, excuse me, I got from um, Derek Prince, and uh, he he acknowledges the fact that we need to pass from a curse to a blessing. Um, And the prayer goes, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the Son of God and the holy way to God and that you died on the cross for my sins. And rose again from the dead I renounce all my sins And I turn to you Lord Jesus for mercy And for forgiveness And I believe You you did give me And from now on You did forgive me And from now on I want to live for you I want to hear your voice And do what you tell me In order to receive your blessings Lord and to be released from any curse in my life. First of all, God, I confess any known sin committed by me or my ancestors or others related to me. And then at this time, you go ahead and start confessing all of your sins before the Lord. And this is your own private time with God so you don't have to um be embarrassed or and you can take your time with this that God will begin you and God can begin to minister to each other. And the Lord, I thank you that I believe you have forgiven me of everything that I have confessed And now I want to say that I also forgive everyone, whomever it may be, that has harmed me or wronged me I forgive them all now as I would, as you would have forgiven me And in particular, God, I, I forgive and you begin to name Whomever has wronged you or hurt you You know, whatever happened in your life That makes you cry That has hurt you And you begin to forgive them In the presence of the Lord And he will begin to heal that wound for you Father, furthermore, Lord I renounce any contact uh, by myself Or any related to me with Satan Or with any occultic power Also, Lord, I commit myself to remove from my house any kind of occultic object or anything that dishonors you Jesus Christ, with your help, Lord, I will remove them all And now, Lord Jesus, I thank you and and, and thank you that you died on the cross And you were made a curse for me and you redeemed me And now, Lord, I release myself from every curse and from every evil influence and every dark shadow over me and my family. And once you begin to um begin to recite that prayer and you know that, you know, God has you and God have communicated and that you're healed, you will begin to see a difference in your life in your spiritual walk with Christ, your communication with him, your confidence level with God will begin to be revealed, and you'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt at that point that God has healed you and that the spirit realm has no more control over you, but that you release everything over to God, that he may fight those battles for you, that he may be the one that... um, Restores everything in your life and not you try to restore those things yourself Because we have to realize we have no power And we have to constantly tell ourselves that I have no power, Lord It's only through you am I going to get the things that I need in life So, God, I come to you for the help that I need I can't do this alone And in the supernatural, you will begin to see signs and wonders of things that God wants to do in your life and the things that he wants you to do to show his outpouring and his manifested presence in your life. So if we follow those steps, we listen to the Holy Spirit talking to us, we listen to God, we can do all things and God will just be magnified in our lives and we can just... um, Present ourselves to God through to, through uh, prayer and supplication. It's very important that we release ourselves to God in mm-hmm. this day and time because nothing else is going to matter. Nothing else, any promises that someone say to you today will definitely not hold up tomorrow. So you need a promise from God that, that when that person makes a promise to you, it will be there tomorrow. It will definitely be there Tomorrow, and you can say to yourself, God, I'm going to go to bed resting Because I know tomorrow the promise is still there Because if you don't trust in God, you can't trust in the promise of man Because the Bible lets us know to put not our wisdom and trust in man But put our trust in God He lets us know that in Psalms, that we need to trust Him We need to look to Him, keep our eyes on Him So whatever you're going through today, whatever has you crying at night or crying during the day while you're going down the street, God really wants that. He wants it so he can work it out for you. He doesn't want you to hold on to it because he knows there's nothing you can do with it. He really wants you to give it to him, release it, and say, God, I have to trust you. When you give it to God, he'll show you that truly he is the god that is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above what we could ever ask or think then we'll say to ourselves god why didn't i give this to you sooner why didn't i release this to you sooner god because truly there was absolutely nothing i could have done with it in the first place and um same thing with jehoshaphat jehoshaphat had to trust in god he had to call a fast he had to ask god what am i supposed to do with this information that i've received in um Second Chronicles 20 and in 2, it says, some men came and told Jehoshaphat a vast army is coming against them from Eden and from the other side of the sea. So there was his warning right there, okay, something is about to happen, and I don't know what to do with it. So he went before the Lord and he said a prayer. After he finished praying and he calls an assembly of the people, and that's what God said in Joel, call an assembly of the people, get them to repent, cry out to me, and I will do my part. So Jehoshaphat called a fast um, amongst the people, and it goes on into verse 15 to say, uh, God said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judea and Jer- Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you, do not be afraid or discouraged, because of this day, Uh, This vast army for the battle is not yours But it's God's. And we hear that and we quote it and we sing it But do we really understand That the battle is not ours Do we really understand that it's God So even the reality of an enemy Coming against you and it's real And you can see it And you have no clue what to do When that swarm comes up against you And all of a sudden You'll turn around And you'll see a covering God will have a covering for you To be protected from it And it'll be a supernatural thing that's going to happen Why? Because you trust him in the supernatural Because if you actually look at that swarm That's coming, you'll be like Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Well, he's saying I don't want you to do anything But I want you to turn around and see that I got this And the battle is not yours, it's mine Because I'm the God of your salvation I'm the God that you depend on To help you and to fight for you So therefore, I'm coming in on this So We need to trust God. We need to believe what God is saying to us. We need to commit ourselves to him, renounce our own strength, our own power, our own knowledge and understanding of what he's doing. And Oh, I know God is doing this. But did he reveal that to you or that's just something you feel like you know? What is the information that God has truly revealed to you, not the information that you're believing God to be revealing to you? Because God will let us know what he's doing in this day and season This time is the time of the Lord We are in the day of the Lord Will you trust him? Will you renounce and commit your ways to him? Will you seek his face? Will you cry out to him and not man? What will you do now that the day of the Lord has come? Now that the day of the Lord is is like swarming in on us And we don't know what to do What, what, what are you going to do? You have to trust God. You have to seek his face. You have to go and cry out to God, and then God will bring the people to you. But you can't go find the people because that's not how God works. Because when God brings the people, they're going to stay and they're going to bless you and they're going to be committed to whatever it is God has called you to do. But when you go get the people, there's no commitment, there's no communication. Things are just always jammed up. The person talks about you. The person just, you all just go off in your own little worlds. But when God is in it, there's total commitment. There's total understanding. will not I'm not saying that there's going to be a perfect harmony, but even through the disturbing times that you both will say to yourselves, i got to focus on what God told me to do. I can't let my emotions get in the way of whatever I disagree with you on. And you will keep it moving. So God is saying, live in the supernatural, which is allowing me to speak to you, which is allowing me to reveal things to you. Because if you ask God to reveal to you in prayer and you close your eyes and you ask him to show you an image, before your prayer time is over, God will show you an image of something to let you know what he's working on. To let you know what is going on You close your eyes and you say Lord I need a heavenly image of of what is going on And he may show He'll show you something Because you requested that image He's not going to hide anything from you He doesn't want to hide anything from us But he's asking us to just repent Call a fast, call an assembly together Get your life in order Get All of us need to get our life in order Go and call a fast for yourself Even if it's just not eating for half a day And just say, God, I'm going to commit the first half of the day to you And I'll eat the second half Or if he tells you to eat, um, not to eat at all But it's the fast that God has chosen for you that you need to do and commit those things unto him. He says for us to commit our ways to him. So commit those things unto God because he's so committed to us. The covenant that he has with us, he will never let it die. The covenant that he has with us, he will never walk away from it. Only we will walk away from it. If you look at any covenant he had with Solomon or David, anyone, it was them that messed up, not God. Because that covenant was always going to be there. And then he even told them, okay, Now that you've done this, I'll take it over to your children. And then they still have to abide in the laws of that covenant. So what covenant did God make with you or prophecy did you receive and is not truly where it needs to be? Go back to God. What is the hindrance? God, show me in the spirit realm what's going on. Show me a heavenly image of what's going on because I need to know what's blocking. I need to know God. Wherever the enemy is And I'm not saying an enemy in your visual sight I'm talking about an enemy in your supernatural sight Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood And you have to remember that Even though flesh and blood can be used The spirit realm is where it's all at The spirit realm is where all your information is So don't don't, don't get caught up in the flesh of what's going on But get caught up in the spirit realm of what's going on Because when God shows you the enemy you can't question it, but when you show yourself the enemy, you kind of doubt it because you don't really know for sure, you don't have no evidence, so you begin to doubt. But when God shows it to you, you know for sure that was heaven speaking to you, and now you can begin to pray. You can begin to seek the Lord for direction on what to do. Do not turn away from God in this day and time. Do not um, turn away from seeking his faith. Do not turn away from prayer and fasting, but allow God to begin to minister to you. Allow God to begin to to speak to you. You know, I've even heard people say they put a chair out, and they imagine Jesus sitting in that chair and they talk to him. If that helps you, then do that. If crying helps you, then do that. But whatever the sincere heart says, that's what you need to do. It's not a performance. It's not to see You know, how fast I can get God to move. It's just sitting down and saying, God, I can't do this no more. God, I don't know what's going on in my life anymore. Things are just not the way that your word promised, and I don't understand why. Because I know you're a covenant God, and everything in your word you promised to us because you have good thoughts of me and nothing evil or bad. I know that you told me that my soul, I will prosper even as my soul prospers. God, and and none of that is happening in my life, so I need to know what's going on. I need to know why. I need you to show me in the spirit realm what's going on. And you have a sincere heart, and you're not prideful or arrogant towards God, and you're very humbled. God will begin to reveal heaven to you, and he will begin to show you things that you do not know, things that you couldn't imagine in the spirit realm that's dealing with us in the natural. So I thank you. For listening to Destiny Talk today Where the Lord is near in our lives Individually he's near He's near and he wants us To communicate with him He's near and he wants us to speak to him About the things going on in our life Counsel is good But Jesus is better And he wants us to communicate With him So we're going to end there with this prayer We thank you right now oh God We give you all And glory we magnify your name right now, O oh God, because tonight, God, we're going to seek your face. Tonight, God, we're going to repent of our sins. We're going to call asylum fast. We're going to only talk to you concerning the things that are going on in our life. And whomever you put in our life to help us, God, we thank you for that. But, God, your word is what we will dwell on every day. Your word is what we will meditate on. But, God, reveal to us who we are. Reveal to us the hindrance that are in our life, oh God.